And welcome to Third World Gaming featuring Critical Index. My name is Martin. And we got a special guest here, one of my friends from Manila Wrestling Federation and in life. Please welcome Veronica Mikers Litton. How are you doing, Veronica? Hey, Martin. Martin, I miss you, dude. I, I hope you're doing well over there. Oh, yeah. It's like pretty chill here in the morning for now. It'll be chillier today because it's winter. Though it's not snowing, oh, that's good. but it's freaking cold. <laughs> that's nice. That's lovely. I'm so jealous. Like, uh, I mean, something evil might be afoot. Just kidding. But oh, in this episode, I, heard, I wanted to catch up with you and ask about you on the games you played recently. And one or two of them would be the remakes of Resident Evil 2 and 3. Yes. So let's start with 2. Like... You play oh, the first God. version, right? Like the one with two discs. One disc is Leon, one disc is Claire. Yeah. So, I mean, what's your deal with spoilers? Can I just go crazy with the spoilers? And Hell yeah. Like, we've right. been spoilery a few months ago when we were discussing Resident Evil 3 here. So, why the hell not, okay, right? Cool. <laughs> okay, cool. So, I played Resident Evil 2 and 3 a lot growing up. So, I was around nine or ten years old when those games first came out and i just love them and it was like one of those things in which you know if you're 10 years old and you're playing that game you kind of feel cool because that's like an older kid video game mm-hmm. that's not the that's not the video game like the kids are supposed to be playing Hell so yeah. um you know you sort of get cool cool points for it but you know and I remember it took me forever to finish it the first time around. But, you know, once you sort of figure your way and you feel your way through the game, you kind of know what to do and where to go. So uh, I had loved it growing up. I played Resident Evil 3 a couple of, not a couple of times, not as much as I played Resident Evil 2. Still had fun with it. But, you know, looking back at it now, I don't think I was mature enough to appreciate Resident Evil 3. Why? Because it, Resident Evil 3, you know, it's much more of an open world exploration game. And there's things for you there in the original Resident Evil 3 to enhance the experience for you, like the ammo crafting or the, the, the crates. And I wasn't really old enough to appreciate that because in, when I would play it, my whole thing was just about survival. Oh, yeah, because uh, someone was, like, chasing us around when he appears, right? Yeah, and Nemesis was, was, was terrifying. Darn. So I had played Resident Evil 4. I had played Code Veronica, but as the game sort of went on, I kind of got a little disillusioned with the franchise because... Um, I don't know. I, I just with with the way the games were going and with the way the movie the, the movies were going, it kind of strayed away from like this. It, it, it's it strayed away from the experience that I had with two and three. Um, so I kind of stopped paying attention to Resident Evil in my teens. But instead, I ended up becoming a huge fan of Silent Hill. And I just fell in love with Silent Hill. That's scarier. <laughs> it is scarier. It's scarier because the, the fear is psychological. And uh, I love the way Silent Hill would just f- with my head. And, about, and like how, because it f- with your head. Yes. It kind of puts me in a position where you want to uncover more of it. So I put in so much time to Silent Hill 2 and 3. And I, played, I replayed 1 a bunch of times also. I fell in love 
with Silent Hill. Oh, so <laughs> through my teens, that was my thing. And because, you know, I wasn't really that interested in the later Silent Hill games because they weren't, uh, they weren't produced by Team Silent. I ended up focusing on like the other, uh, I, I, I would just like replay the older games. I think the last Silent Hill game that I played that I enjoyed was Shattered Memories. And that, had, that was like the last game for Akira Yamaoka who does, the, uh, who does the soundtrack to Silent Hill. And I thought that was such a great spin on things. So, you know, all through my teens and uh, into my 20s, I yearned for that classic Resident Evil experience. So when I saw that they had remastered the remake of Resident Evil 1, I knew there was hope. I haven't touched the remake of Resident Evil 1 because that game terrified me as a kid. Uh, and I say this as a Silent Hill fan. And then when, Silent, when Resident Evil 2 remake came out, I was like, yes, let's do this. It was just so bloody expensive that I purposely waited for a point where it was significantly cheaper, and I just got into it. Hmm. How, uh, like, by cheaper, you mean Silent Hill or uh, Resident Evil 1 oh, when you bought? Re Resident Evil Resident Evil 2, the remake, sorry. So I, oh. Resident Evil 2 remake came out, what, like 2018 or something like that. And I didn't pick it up yet because I couldn't afford it. But when the price went down from like 2.5 and it went down to like 1,200, I was like, yeah, I, I, I can do this. I mean, happy. Like, yeah, and I think, well, was the sale happening during the time Resident Evil 3 was coming out? Because I noticed RE2 was, like, so cheap in the PSN sale, like, a few months back. This was maybe six months, six or seven months before the RE3 remake came out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's cool. Like, okay. Yeah. Because I just noticed it being on sale when... I saw on my PS said, hey, Resident Evil 3 is out. What would you want to do? I'll just get the free demo for now. <laughs> and oh my God, have, have look. You... <laughs> you know, that no, thing. the demo is great. The demo is great because I it like gives you everything you need in 15 minutes. Have yeah. you played the Resident Evil 2 remake? Not yet because I have a Resident Evil backlog, which starts uh... with RE Revelations 1. I'm still in the freaking boat. So I've yet oh, to touch okay. RE Revelations 2. It's funny. We're like in our 30s and I'm still kind of scared to continue it because I'm scared of that Lady Foley person, you know, following me around like Nemesis, appearing from the docks and trying to slash me to death. So, okay. So he, I, I know everyone was going crazy with Resident Evil 7. I haven't touched 7 yet. I haven't but touched Resident that either. Evil like, I remember playing Resident Evil 2 as a kid, and by the time, like, I had played, like, my last few playthroughs of it, I had figured out the game so much that I was just gunning down zombies and just, like, running through the police station without a freaking care in the world. Oh, so I'm like, okay. so when I picked it up, I'm like, oh, gosh, I could breeze through this in, like, six hours. Yeah, it's like, come on, let's do this. No. Nope. Because... <laughs> You know, aside from, like, everything looks gorgeous. The voice acting is great. Everything, like, every, like all, all those, like, things you wanted out of the experience is back. But it's terrifying. Yeah, it's more intimidating, especially with the graphics. It's going to make yeah. it scarier. And, like, 
certain things that were accessible in the first time, you can't access them Not yet. Anymore. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm used to going to the left. No, you're going to the right side for now. What? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and it's, it's, so it's really disorienting. It's so disorienting. So, you know, again, I thought I could breeze through it. But when I did my first playthrough of Resident Evil 2, it took me about a month and a half to finish it because I could only do 30 minutes of gameplay at a time. Because when you're at the police station, everything, it's so dark. It's so murky. And so it's, it's such a claustrophobic experience. Because in your head, you already know what you're supposed to do. You already you know where you're supposed to go. But it's such a claustrophobic experience that you just want to be extra careful. And yeah. the zombies aren't <laughs> easy to gun down. You nope. really have to... to, to to, to put you you have to be strategic it's either you try to gun them down or you survive run. you just you just, you just run. run yeah and so <laughs> and this is where it gets weird because resident evil 2 the original one it's a very linear experience whereas in the remake it's an open world experience we compare compare that to resident evil 3 which was an open world more or less an open world game but the Resident Evil 3 remake, it's a very linear experience. So that is already sort of, it, it's weird. Because even at the end of the game, if you want to go back to the police station and get a few more things before you finish it off, you can totally do that. Um, and the other thing is that um, uh, Mr. X basically fill, does what Nemesis did. Go because like Nemesis, yeah, sorry. Nemesis would, would would stalk you, so you have to really hide from Nemesis. Mister X, you have to hide from Mister X because he's just following you. Yeah. Whereas, oh my God. in the remake of Resident Evil Three, Mister X is planted, so you already know what to do when you deal with him. You already know what to avoid when you get to him. Whereas with Resident Evil 3, with Resident Evil 2, which is weird, it's, it's, it's always going to be a new experience each playthrough that you do. And Resident Evil 3, the remake, it rewards you. It rewards you for your behavior. Resident Evil 2 forces you to, to master it before it starts rewarding you, if that makes sense. Oh, my God. So uh, since you played both of them, right? Uh, both mm -hmm. the remakes. Uh, which one would you uh, recommend to a friend to start off first? Especially now both are out. Like, which one's more bang for your buck like in 2020? I, it depends on the kind of gamer you are. If you're a more casual gamer, play Resident Evil 3. If uh -huh. you... Because and, and, Re Resident Evil 3 is super rewarding, and I'll get to that in a bit. But Resident Evil 2... It frightens you. Like, I've been trying to go through a, a, another playthrough of Resident Evil 2, and I'm still having a hard time doing it. Because everything I do has to be strategically planned. Whereas Resident Evil 3, I could sort of wing it in the middle of it and figure it out as I go. So it's two very different experiences. The, I mean, overall, Resident Evil 2, it's great. I mean, the, the, the bonus missions that you get after you unlock the game, they're back. And this time they're, they're frightening than ever, and there's more choices. Resident Evil 2 Remake, 
it's a love letter to the original. In many ways, it's a love letter because certain, you know, like small little details become amplified. Like uh, a spoiler. Remember Kendo, the gun shop owner? Oh God! Uh, is yeah. he gonna? It, will he appear on both remakes? He's in both. He's I in remember both him mostly on RE2 when he was trying yeah. to help you, and then uh oh, he dead. Oh, thank you for the free shotgun. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Uh, don't let the zombie eat you in the balls on your way out. Yeah. Um, so a character like Kendo, for instance, the way they and Kendo only comes in for like five minutes in both games. Yeah. His appearances in the games are very short, but they're so incredibly moving. That because you don't get Kendo at the beginning, you get Kendo towards the middle. Oh, but in when the you get. In the remake. What? Yeah, what? it takes you a while before you get the Kendo. And even then, when you get the Kendo, like you have to go through the police station before you get the Kendo. Okay. Um, but the way they expand on Kendo's story for the five minutes that you deal with him is incredibly heartbreaking. So his character gets fleshed out. It's, and it's beautiful what they did with Kendo. Um, Chief Irons, who used to be a creep in the original game, they turned Chief Irons into an absolute monster. Oh my god. I heard like about Chief, that. Like, Chief Irons. Oh my god. So, you know how, okay, when you play Resident Evil 2, when you play as Ada, and if you play as Cheryl, you're basically doing the same things, yeah. right? Yep. Ada and Cheryl get their own different mini-missions, which are both totally fitting to the character. And they both, both the missions they get, they play onto the character's strengths and weaknesses. With Ada, you get to play with all the cool umbrella tech that she, she, ha that she has on her, and it's great. With, with Cheryl, since we're doing spoilers here, you are probably given the single most terrifying thing I've ever played in a video game. And I say oh this God. as a Silent Hill fan. Uh, so, so, is it scarier in the remake compared to the original when you oh my God. play as the kid? What it's 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 scarier, oh my and God. <laughs> I'm not gonna say what it is because I feel that it's something you should play for That's yourself. Scary. Okay, okay. So even when I was talking to 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 Will from MWF about this, I didn't tell him what the Cheryl's part was. I was like, just just get to it. Just get to it because, you know, with Resident Evil Fear, with Resident Evil, for the most part, you're sort of dealing with a very fantastical kind of form of fear where, you know, it's something that could potentially happen to the world, but it's also very much uh, not in this lifetime sort of thing. So even though it's frightening, you know, there's still that level of fantasy to it because you know that the odds of that ever happening to you are very slim and you're at a safe environment to experience it. The stuff that they do with Cheryl, it Ooh. plays on a childhood fear that everyone experiences. Oh my God. Okay. I, I don't know if I'm more hyped to buy it or I'm like, yeah, I'll take my time. <laughs> like, it is hands down the scariest thing I've ever played. Okay. It's the, the it's the scariest, most disturbing thing I've ever played, and it the reason that is it's because it's a very tangible fear that we've all had. It's oh a very God. tangible fear we've all had, 
and because it's it's a tangible fear that we can all understand playing through it can be the first time around even the second time around when i did it it can be incredibly tense okay yikes uh <laughs> that's something good to look forward to the only downside to the resident evil 2 remake i have is that so depending on whatever you played first whether it was claire first or leon first the the chain of events in scenario a is very different from the chain of events in scenario b right uh-huh like you get totally you get you get a totally different experience in the resident evil 2 remake the events sort of the events in scenario A and scenario B, while they are different, they end up bleeding into each other. So, like for instance, if um, if Lee, if okay, if Leon had to just deal with Mr. X and Claire had to deal with just Birkin, mm-hmm. Claire and Leon have to deal with both Birkin and Mr. X to a point that in the greater scale of continuity. It sort of contradicts each other. Oh. Yeah, and even some of the boss battles that you get, whereas in the original, Leon would have like scenario A would have ver- a very unique boss battle. Scenario B would have a very unique boss battle, and they'd flow together perfectly. The boss, a lot of the boss battles, are very similar to each other. No, they are the same boss battles. You play so that's just my only gripe with the Resident Evil 2 remake that in the in the timeline of events it bleeds into each other way too much that it doesn't offer any concrete cohesiveness. But what they give you in return with all the updates and the way they elaborated on all these characters, even other characters like remember the the mayor's daughter you see her body lying in the like in chief irons's office in the original one even even her story gets a lot of attention so because they put they put so much effort into the small details it's hard because yeah they, they put the effort into details you can overlook the the major flaw in consistency because they give you so much. Oh, so that's sure my assessment with Resident Evil 2. I, if I, I, I hate rating systems because everyone's taste is unique, uh-huh. but Resident Evil 2, I'd probably rate a 4.5. Okay. I would, I would give it a 5 if they only fixed that consist uh, if they only if they only dealt with those continuity errors if they dealt with the continuity errors perfect five but given everything we have 4.5 all right that, that's good then but man now i'm scared to play it <laughs> oh, no dude you should it's a blast it's a blast okay. you have to tell me and again dude i'm here so just send me a message like if you're ever like stuck somewhere just go like Hey, I'm kind of stuck. Let me, yeah, I'll help you. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'll be, right. I'll be your Sherpa on this plane of, on this mountain of fear. Okay. Yeah, I'm just like a, you know, scary cat. But uh, speaking yeah, I'll, of, I'll be your go. Two. How about uh, part three, Nemesis? 
Because some okay. of my friends say medyo, in, in Tagalog terms, it's a bit bitin compared to two, the remake. It is bitin. Okay. It is bitin. Like, I... So, given my experience with Resident Evil 2, I expected that it would take me, like, a month to finish Resident Evil 3. And I kind of jumped into Resident Evil 3 relatively early. Because when it came out here in the Philippines, um, no, when it came out, it was probably a month after it was supposed to come out. And for some reason, all these sellers on Shopee and Lazada were selling what was supposed to be a limited edition pre-order version that had the original costume. And, and my thing was that I wanted to experience Resident Evil 3 with the original costume. Oh, yeah. Like, the new costumes are cool. Like, Jill's costume is great, but I love that you have the option to use her original costume. I didn't do that with Carlos because I love the updated look on Carlos. The first look on Carlos kind of made him look kind of like a doofus. Yeah, like a Leon-esque. It's a color, it's like a palette swap, Leon, I have to admit now. It is a palette swap, Leon, and... The, the way Carlos looked in the first version, it didn't have a lot of personality into it. Um, so the fact that they had corrected that and they gave him, they gave him like a totally new aesthetic was great. So I love the choice there. But I was like, I always wanted to play with Jill's original costume. So early May, I had some extra money. I said, all right, I have the money for this. Let's do this. Okay. So I really thought it would take me a few days to finish Resident Evil. Not a few days. Yeah, yeah, probably a few days because we were all in, we're all in lockdown. We don't have anything to do. I finished Resident Evil in one Resident Evil three in one sitting. Whoa! Damn, it's that fast. It's that fast. I live streamed it, like, because uh, I was like, oh, you know, let's just see what happens here. But I was like, as I was playing it, I was like, you know, maybe like another fifteen minutes, and then. Yeah, before I knew it, it, w- it was done. My total playing time was around six and a half hours. Oh, nice. uh, the last time I did RE3, I finished it in under two hours. Whoa. So it's, yeah, that's a bit. bit in, yeah. <laughs> um, so RE3 is, a, is very linear. You, and because it's linear, it's easy to prepare yourself for. RE3 is also an easier game, and it's also a much more rewarding game. So, because it reward it rewards you with every playthrough, and if you know what rewards you're trying to aim for, they're easy to attain. You can basically go. You, you could you could just like go through it like it's nothing because. Before you know know it, you can unlock an unlimited handgun. You can un- unlock uh, a hand, like an uh, assault rifle with unlimited ammo. So because you have that, and you don't have to deal with constantly dealing with your storage and everything, you can just sort of plow your plow your way through it like it's nothing. Okay. Um... So. It, does the R2 button help a lot? The dodge button? Like when you time it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. And once you figure out how to deal with, uh, with a dodge button, um, 
it becomes instinctive. Okay, that's good. Because uh, so, the demo has it too. I, I was trying to master it in the demo. How long did it take you to master it in the, in the first run? I, by the end of it, I mastered it. But, toward, but by the time I did my last playthroughs, since I had all the unlimited stuff, I was just gunning down zombies like it was nothing. Oh, yeah. So it's not as lush or as detailed as Resident Evil 2, but the experience you get out of Resident Evil 3 is incredibly satisfying. Resident Evil 3 actually moves more like an action movie than it does like a video game. It, it's a much more cinematic experience. The way, actually for me, the way everything up is done about Resident Evil 3, it's not necessarily a love letter to re the original game. It's more of a love letter to Jill Valentine. Oh, wait. Uh, how would you... Uh... Describe why it is a love letter to Jill Valentine, the character for Nemesis. Well, for starters, the model for Jill is just so strikingly beautiful that mm -hmm. even like in the cutscenes, or if you just accidentally pan the camera and you accidentally see her face, it's hard not to be. It's not. To it's hard not to have your breath taken by how gorgeous she is. So a lot of time and a lot of care was put into into Jill. They make Jill in this game. They turn her into a friggin' badass. Like she's a, a a superwoman in this game because Jill goes through a lot of crap. I mean, the damage that Jill goes through. I mean, all throughout the game is pretty intense, and she just does not. Wit. She is so relentless in, in her focus. There's, there's no hint of trepidation in Jill Valentine or in her actions. She is so sure about everything she does um, in this game. And the way she ends up relating to uh, the other characters around her, not just like with Carlos, but with, with Mikael and Nikolai. Oh, I miss those names, man. I miss those names. So, not going to uh, lie. Nikolai's a dick in the game. If he was a dick in the... the he was another the one who was... One. Yeah, yeah, I mean, if he was like... He was a bad guy. Like, yeah, yeah, Nikolai. Like, actually, it's funny because Nikolai kind of looks like sick, like a very beefy, sick Nick Mondo. Um, it's just something you'll notice if you play it. But um, Nikolai is an absolute f***er in this game. I mean, he was oh an asshole God. in the first game, but he's an he's a bigger dick in this game. But yeah, it's a love letter because everything about this game is just about how much of a badass Jill Valentine is. I think there were some um, missteps because, like, one of the the best lines, the most iconic lines in the game was Jill go in the original game was like was Jill saying, "Oh, you want stars? I'll give you stars." Yeah, I know that. Uh, what is that and still in the remake or something it's else? It's in the remake, but they totally misuse that line. It's like a throwaway oh. line in the remake when it should have been a very important line. Yes. But other than that, in the quick gaming time, if you're a fan of Jill Valentine in particular, you're going to love this because it's just a love letter 
to how strong Jill Valentine is as a character. They, I, Jill Valentine goes through a lot of abuse in this game. She gets ragdolled like mad. Like, it's amazing that, you know, she doesn't walk away with, like, she doesn't sustain, like, I'm, I'm sure she's, like, in the narrative of the game, I'm sure she sustained broken bones and, and some really bad stuff. But the amount of damage Jill takes is incredible. But it, that's why it's so empowering to play because you're like, when you play as her, you sort of feel like you can do anything and whatever problems you have with the world, because you know, the world, the twisted toxic place right now, you, you, get, to, you get to experience that through Jill. And I, I, that, that's what, what, what really ultimately kept me coming back for more. I, I must have finished it like seven times within the span of one month. Um, I really had nothing to do. And I, all through that time, I was just upset about everything going on in the world. And what's nice about the Resident Evil 3 remake, it really puts into focus how big, large corporations and governments can make so much money from a, a global pandemic crisis, you know? And it puts that greed front and center in the storyline. So... You have that sort of story. You have the backdrop of us dealing with this global pandemic and you're playing a character who's as determined as, and who's as relentless and who's as strong as Jill Valentine. It, it, it's such a great experience. But again, it's a short game and it's between. I was able to finish it in under two hours the last time I did it. Um... So yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I know I went on like a long tangent. No, it, it's okay because like we said, I, I heard that thing from our friends, our common friends like Tim and other people. Yeah. It's a bit in, but it's still enjoyable in, the, in its own yeah. way. It, it, it really is. The thing I wish they had done, they don't give us any mercenary missions. Instead Wait, of a mercenary... There's no mercenary mission. So oh, wow. in, okay. instead of a mercenary mission, they give you, um, they, I, I forgot the name of it. Um, I think it's called Resistance. Is it um, the online so thing? It's the online thing. Oh. The, I, I played it once and I'm uh -huh. sure if I wanted to get invested into it, I probably could. Because it's really interesting. So the online resistance game, it allows you to play as either two sides. You could play as an uh, umbrella corporation or you could mm -hmm. play as heroes and survivors. So the, 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 the gist is that you're stuck in this umbrella factory that they're using to test out zombies and liquors and, uh, and their, mon their main monsters. Yeah. So if you're a hero character, and you can unlock the main heroes from all the games and play as them. Um, so if you're playing as a hero character, the objective for you is to survive the obstacles in your way and to what? get out of there. <laughs> yeah. But if you're, this is where it gets fun. If you're playing as Umbrella, um, the objective is you play as like an, an Albert Wesker type controller. And... Ooh. You get to determine when the zombies are going to strike, how many zombies are going to strike, and 
you can play as a zombie. So you actually feel what it's like to actually eat a human being. So it gives you the option to play as those monsters. Oh and the fun thing about it is that at the very end, there's a boss battle. So if you're playing as an umbrella controller, you can choose to unleash Nemesis upon them, and you have the ability to play as Nemesis. And, oh, and uh, okay. I like, like this. I like this. For me, if you've played the Friday the 13th video game, it's a much more refined version of the Friday the 13th video game. All right, then. <laughs> oh, my God. So Okay, I take it back. This seems like fun, but it requires an online server connection, though. Yeah, it does. Uh, it, 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 it really does. I've only touched it maybe once or twice, but, I mean, it, it was cool for what it was. I just didn't feel... I, I just wasn't in the mood to play it, but it, they're both great. It, it, it's just that I think when it comes to bang for your buck, you'll probably get a more bang for your buck experience out of Resident Evil 2. But if you just want to have fun with the series and everything, I totally recommend the Resident Evil 3 remake. It, it just If you just want to feel like a badass and you just want to unleash a bunch of emotions. All right, then. But yeah, I thank you so much, Veronica. It's been a blast talking to you about Resident Evil 2 and 3. Yeah, thanks remakes. for having me. Thank you for having me. And but, just thank you for letting me fangirl on Resident Evil 3. I appreciate it. I wish I had more time so yeah, but, we could really talk about more video games and stuff. But I know you got to go because it's kind of late there. But before it's you got to go... Where can they see you online? Like any like page you want them to follow? We can put it uh, below. If you're cool, follow me on Instagram. I'm Citizen Brad. I kind of need more followers, decent followers, by the way, because yeah. I want to be an influencer so people can give me free shit. Not, not um, fake boy band members, right? Not fake boy band or members. Or fake rock stars. Although I, yeah. like, I like that because I like, I like, I like f***ing around with spammers. That's a lot of fun for me. <laughs> Uh, what else so instagram most likely if you want to read my fiction uh you can find me at wattpad so that's what just search for veronica m litton on wattpad i'm gonna redo my wattpad because it's a pain in the butt but i have some fiction up there you could read my new ongoing series some jingle jangle morning uh -huh. um and i'm probably gonna open up a website soon for my writing so let's see how that turns out <laughs> All right, then. Uh, thanks so much, Veronica. And on my behalf, you can follow us here on channel14.com. And actually, this thing has a Spotify. So if you guys got Spotify and this is like the in thing, you can also subscribe on the show on Spotify. I didn't know that. Do man. it. Yeah, do it. Do, do it. it. And do it. That's Give it. Martin $100 million. <laughs> yeah. So he can do it forever. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, and, and that's it. On behalf of Veronica, this is Martin. We'll see you next time. And by next time, I have no idea when because this is like our season break for now. Uh, like, So thank you, Veronica. This is like one of our thank final you. episodes for this season. And please stay safe out there, okay? Okay, you too. Thank you. And that's it. See you guys. Bye. Bye.